One. Hello and welcome to the Bonus Stage Podcast. My name is Luke Shin. With me, as always, is Sully Iqbal. Hello. Amy Betts. Hello. And George Gessie. Hello. Hello. So, who wasn't here last week? We're back to two a week, probably. Or one every two weeks. Time. Doesn't matter. Because things have happened. Hello. Things have happened. Sully's been playing Ghost of Tsushima. I've been playing Returnal. George is very much looking forward to something that's coming a little later on in this month. And there's been some weird news. So we're going to jump straight in to our new section, the yay or nay section, and just blast through what's happened over the past couple of weeks. First one up. First one up. Stadia finally adds a search, search function to their platform. Stadia, run by Google, not, not really known for their search functionality, so this is why it's taken so fucking long to add it. Apparently, over 500 days to add search. I mean, I Stadia. only use Ask Jeeves. That's kind of trash. I know, it's, it's so weird. Mm. Like, so I, there was a, a nice little write-up, um, I think it was on The Verge that I saw. It took, yeah, it took uh, Google 526 days to give you a way to search through Stadia's games. That's dumb. That's, that's I didn't really even know that was a thing. That's so <laughs> I silly. Know, right? that's like, so... I felt, like, imagine having a store, but people can't find what they're looking for on your store other than scrolling through the store. Oh my God. That's so dumb. It's if so I, dumb. If I wanted to scroll through a store, I would just go to an actual store. Actual store. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. It's just, it's so silly. Mm. So, yay or nay? I, I guess this is a yay because. They finally added it in, but also a big old fucking nay Google. What the fuck are you doing? It, I mean, yeah, it, what it gets? It's that's 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 fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> come on, right. that's a nay for me. Uh, it's a nay for me, dog. Because yeah. only I'm a uh, Amazon Luna stan. So, oh Jesus, <laughs> is that has that even been released yet? I don't know, bro. Brilliant. <laughs> Wait, what? What is it? I've, I think it has been. Oh, it's Amazon's version of Stadia. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Because of course Amazon are getting into the game streaming thing, you know, because of their really, really good game studio that has put out all those games. <laughs> They're thinking, let's go into game streaming because that was so successful. Yeah, we got Twitch. Yeah, yeah, but then they own Twitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They bought Twitch. <laughs> so I guess there's also that. But yeah, uh, I'm saying nay, or like kind of a yay, but mostly a nay to this one because Jesus Christ, Google, get off your ass and sort it out. You have the money. Do it, George. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all said yeah. I mean, this I'm already, gonna, but... I'm gonna give it a solid. Is is yay the right one? Which one's the right one? I don't. <laughs> you, you, well, yay is good. I think this. right. I think it's great that they've added a search function, but mm. where was the search function at the very beginning? <laughs> That's yeah. my question. Mm. Yeah, Google. And Google, if you have to ask like, for Bing's code to edit, it's fine. I'm sure you can pay for it because, you know, your Ooh. algorithm. Like, come on, sort Ooh. it out. I just, I, I, that, that's the most baffling thing. Like, It's not like Google's known for search or anything. Oof, man's coming hard, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. They make phones. Damn. <laughs> they make phones. Which, ah. Yeah. Oh. No, anyway. I was going to say, big nay from me. You can do better. Do better. Sort it this, out. This... Why? Why would you even like release it without a search function? Like, that's such a basic feature. But anyway, right. yeah. All right. Next one's up. Among Us is coming to PlayStation. It already uh, announced a while back that it was coming to Xbox later this year. Now it's also announced it's coming to PlayStation later this year. Are we happy about this, Sully? Yay or nay? First of all, um, a tentative yay. 
because it's nice. Mm. It's on the PlayStation, but I feel like the hype among us has kind of died down and it's found mm. its consistent audience at the moment. Yeah. So, okay. Mm. Yeah. I'll agree to that. Oh, oh George, would you, do you agree to I that? Think it's or, a, I, mean, I think it's a, a big yay. Mm-hmm. Ah. Just because, uh, I mean, specifically if it has cross uh, um, cross play mm-hmm. between every, like all the mobile devices and everything mm-hmm. else, True. then it's a definite yay. Because then, yeah. you know, it literally it's the game that everyone can play. Yeah, legitimately, everyone can play regardless of what you're using, and I, mm. I respect that. So, it's a, it gets a yay from me. It's quite sus, isn't it? Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go venting. There's an imposter among us. Oh, he uh, said it. Oh, wow. What just gets sued That's... by Slimer Slaw? Watch that. Yeah, that's it. They're gonna ruin us now. Amy, what do you think about this? Uh, yeah, the same. Yay. Like, I agree with Sully. Like, I'm happy it's on the PlayStation, but it doesn't really feel as relevant to me anymore. And I don't know how much it is. I'll probably just stick with the app version I've got because I bought some cosmetics on it. So unless mm-hmm. those can be carried over, then then maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah. ultimately, I, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm in the same boat. It was like, it's cool that it's coming. It's it's always good when you can play something on more platforms. But it's also, it's it's a game that, like of all the things that they could have done, like add some new, I, I, we haven't played it for a while. Like I remember during the height of lockdown, we would play this quite often. And it was like, it was a good kind of way to get friends that aren't really big into gaming into gaming. But it's like, I think the ease of that was it's just an app. You download it to your phone. It's a bit of fun yeah. to play. Like mm. It's cool that you can play this on your big screen now, but I feel like that is one of the few games that I didn't really need on the big screen. I just, mm. it, just that that kind of port in time, you could have just made a cool new level or added some kind of new functionality yeah. to it more than this. Yeah. But I guess it's good that it's on this platform. I think, like George said, if this has got cross-play, it'd be great. And like Amy kind of was saying, if you've already bought stuff in it, if this can carry over to it, then great. If not, then that's kind of a, a bum deal. Um, specifically for the PlayStation one, they are bringing a costume, which is the Ratchet and Clank costume. So you have like the Ratchet ears and then Clank is your little pet that runs inside you. That that was the, the biggest cool. yeah out of all of this news because that is cute as fuck. It's I cute. love Ratchet and Clank. We're going to talk about Ratchet and Clank a bit later on. <laughs> everyone, but just, that was the first thing. Um, next up, connecting to PlayStation. PlayStation Now their kind of streaming service which has been around for fucking ages at this point is finally allowing you to stream their games at 1080p because yeah. 2021 the year of 1080p I, streaming everyone I, I guess yeah yeah I mean I, f- I feel like it's almost too little too late I don't know the the overall numbers for PlayStation now it's obviously doing well enough for people to for them to keep it kind of going and there's a bunch of games on it and stuff but I mean do you guys care about 1080p streaming for PlayStation Now. Again, it'll only be on select games as well because I know on the PS3 there are some games that only run at 720, so we're that's, not going to get those, are we? That's what I was going to say. It gets a Do very you... muffled yay from behind a door for me. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Wait, I don't know a lot about PS Now. Like, Do you have to play streaming or do you have the option to download the game? Well, so PlayStation Now is nice and convoluted like most things PlayStation yeah. do. Um if it's a PlayStation 2 game on the platform or a PlayStation 4 game on the platform, you can either download it or stream it. If it is a PlayStation 3 game, you can only stream it. 
That's, uh, um, that's the yeah the kicker for me because essentially they the games that are on PlayStation Two are essentially running on an emulator on PS4 code, and if it's a PS4 game, it's just a PS4 game. But they haven't got an emulator for the PS3 yet, some fucking reason. Even though there are emulators yeah, all man. over the place, just unofficial go, ones, coolroms.com, coolroms, <laughs> all that. I don't know if that's a thing, but we're not gonna say you should use ROMs. But you can um, use ROMs if you own the game. That was the, that was the thing, wasn't it? It was like you can, like you have to. You, they were like, yeah, own the game, then maybe you can get ROMs. I think that's how like. I think that's how pirates justified. Doing oh, it. I see. But, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's like it's 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 weird because I think the only time you'd ever at this point bother streaming on PS Now is if you are either playing on like your computer and streaming it to that, or paying a PS3 game. But to my knowledge, one of the only PS3 games that actually ran at 1080p was like Marvel's Ultimate Alliance, but it also ran at like 15 frames a second at 1080p because it was a PS3 and it could barely handle. 720 so I don't know this is weird I played a bit of PlayStation now and kind of streamed some old Ratchet and Clank games last year and picture quality is is shit nice. I mean I love those games but it looks real rough I would love for them to just scrap the whole streaming thing and just just put out an emulator so you can play them locally please sort it out so for me this is kind of like a yay but I'd rather you actually put your resources towards not needing to stream these games mm. that's just that's just me I just want them to uh, fix the PS3 emulation, to fix the PS3 one so I can play Leia um, on my PS5. Oh, you, you really like that um, the, the, motion-controlled dragon it, riding? It, you know what? It might actually work on the PS5 because the motion controls like aren't disgusting. Dollars. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that was a shit game. I don't or, think I don't think better controls are gonna save. Or that the game. Halo Killer Haze. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember when they tried to do a Halo um, Killzone was also the, uh, they tried to kill Halo so many times, and they didn't need to because Halo killed itself. Yeah. Uh, mm. uh, anyway, uh, alas, it's a yay Crumbs. from me because I suppose people who play PlayStation now will maybe benefit. Yeah. I'd be fascinated to see how many people actually stream on PlayStation Now or how many of them just do it for the PS4 downloads, but that's data that we can't get. So we move on to the next one. Xbox Live Gold no longer needs... Oh, sorry. Xbox, you no longer need Xbox Live Gold to play free-to-play games online. If it's a free-to-play game, you can just play it. I think this has been a thing on PlayStation for a bit, or there were certain games that you didn't need to. Mm-hmm. But now on this, like if you play Fortnite on your Xbox, you no longer need gold to play Fortnite. Oh. You can just play it with your friends. Same yeah. thing with... I, I'm hoping Destiny's part of this because there is a free-to-play element of Destiny, so it really mm. should. Um, Warzone's probably the same. I mean, for me, it's a big old yay. It's a long time coming. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. But it's kind of it's a free-to-play game. You shouldn't have to pay to play a free-to-play game. It's really yay. weird. Yeah, it's a yay. Yeah. Yeah from you as well? Yeah. Amy? Yeah, so yay from me. Yahoo. Gizzy yay. This is the clean this is the cleanest yay all round Giz- that we've done so far. Gizzy Gizzy yay? Gizzy yay. Gizzy yay? Gizzy yay. It's a yay. Gizzy yay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sully, next Hello. one I'm gonna hand this over to you. Pokemon Snap? Oh shit, bro. We're in the lentil yeah. region. Um, Lentils. What, firstly, what is yeah. Pokemon Snap? So, just for anyone that so doesn't know, so Pokemon like Snap is the Pokemon first-person shooter um, <laughs> on rails. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, okay, so basically, Pokemon <laughs> Snap was a big game. I believe the N sixty four came it was. out on originally. Yeah, yeah. Um, where basically you go around on a track and you got a camera and you can take photos of Pokemon. Um, and like as you progress through the game, like you make the Pokemon do certain things and you take the photo and um, your photos are rated, um, which is what basically they're doing in the new Pokemon Snap. Um, and I mean, I'm. I've only played it for about maybe an hour and a lot of that hour was getting through the tutorial because like most Nintendo games, the tutorial is very slow because obviously it's a game designed for children and not me. Um, uh, and how, and I've only played in handheld mode. Um, okay. It looks really pretty um, just throughout, even just in handheld mode. I'm going to play on my TV tonight. Um mm. I think the motion, I'm not the biggest fan of motion controls overall. So, but when you're playing in handheld mode, I think it's more difficult without motion controls. Mm. Because obviously when you're going through, there's Pokemon all around you and you're trying to get the best photo. Um, So it's cute. It's cut. It's nice and bright from what I've played thus far. The Pokemon look really nice. Like they like... Um, there's a Pokemon called Flowgrass, which is basically like this fairy type Pokemon, which is is meant to look like a bouquet of flowers. Um, and it's the first level, and I got a three star photo of it because it was waving at me. And I'm like, this is this is so cute and fun. Uh, mm. I've looked at reviews from people who like streamers and stuff. They've said it's not worth the price tag. <laughs> um, it sounds it. If I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I think it's more of a game for if you're a big Pokemon fan, you'll buy it. And I think the original Pokemon Snap is the kind of game where um, you would like finish the game once, but you would go through again to try and get all of the rare moments. Mm. So I have a mm. feeling that that might be what this game is going to be. Yeah, right. Where if you get hooked, you're going to try and get all the four-star photos of every Pokemon in the game. Um and all like the rare photos. How much is this game? Uh, you know, I paid a amount of money uh, <laughs> that was uh, the typical price range for a Nintendo first party game. <laughs> wait, okay, wait, wait. How much? So, how much was it? Uh, I would, I would say it was <laughs> worth at least. 50 items on the McDonald's 99p menu. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 51. <laughs> right, okay. You spent 50 quid in this game? No. I spent £47.50 because I oh had my coins. God. <laughs> oh. All right. This That's is a right. hard nay for me, mate. This is a It's hard a yay nay. for me. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a Ooh. yay just because I, I from the for the nostalgia because I played the first Pokemon Snap quite a lot, so. But I probably won't buy this. One. Amy, <laughs> um, Amy, it's also a yay from me. Um, what? Let's I go. didn't like the first one. I did have it on the Nintendo 64 as a kid. It was way too boring for me. But my partner is gonna get it, and I feel like it's something that. I would now appreciate way more than I would have when I was a kid. 
So when I was a mm. kid, I was like, I'm not interested in seeing like Pokemon wildlife. Whereas now I'm an adult and I'm boring. I'm like, I want to watch Pokemon <laughs> wildlife. I just feel like it will have really chilled vibes and I feel like yeah. it will make me feel happy. And for that reason, I'm excited to watch my partner play it, but I'm not going to purchase it myself. Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. So that's why but it's a yay from me. Also, this is going to upset Luffy even more. Um, there was no point in me delaying getting the game because it's a Nintendo first party game. So the price won't go down. Yeah. Unless I'm maybe buying it physically, but I don't yeah. buy physical games because that's hard. Uh, I'm always too yeah. lazy to change out the cartridges. Ex- like, yeah, exactly. I'm literally like, I'd rather just have it downloaded. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, God. Wow. Yes. Okay. So the fuck was that? Big old no from me. Big old nay from me. But uh, I'm glad that other people. My main character's brown. They gave diversity options. Yes. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's, that, 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 is, that is the only yay that it will get from me. That's cool. All right. Next one. Toys for Bob are now working on Warzone. Nice. Toys for Bob are the people that did the Spyro remaster and the most recent uh, Crash Bandicoot game. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, which I played, and it is fucking brilliant. Um, they're now being absorbed into the juggernaut that is Call of Duty Warzone. Nay. Aim- nay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big fucking Full nay. Jesus nay, Christ. Jeez. Amy? I don't I don't mind. Like it's, really? it's not you really an get out of this room. What are you I, saying? Like look, I it's it's not good, but it's not bad. I don't I don't know. I don't we'll just see what happens. I don't really care. Oh yeah. my I don't have an opinion. God. Oh my God. I, I mean, don't really know what God. it means. Like what? They so what they're now working on Warzone yeah. or like So they they're not going to be making like Crash Bandicoot anymore. They're going to just be making Warzone skins probably. Is it bad that I just that just makes me hope for like Crash Bandicoot Warzone? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> that hurts. Wait, Crash. Wow. Wait, wait. Like, does does Warzone have like sprays like they used to in like the old Call of Duty I used to play? On the guns, I think so. I don't oh. play Warzone, so I'm afraid Man. I can't can't help you out there. Oh, it's basically whatever weapons you've got in when you're playing zombies are the same fucking thing in Warzone because of their big old sixty gig uh, cross. I mean, the, thing. the only way I can see this as a yay is that Activision were like, whatever, we're not going to make another Crash Bandicoot game. Um, so they the option was either get them to work on Warzone or make them redundant. I mean, I think there's other options for that, which is you guys make good uh, games. This one didn't sell. Let's this is, try it. It is Activision. Yeah, it is Activision, and it's like we, our head honcho needs a new swimming pool, so you guys need to sell more skins. Exactly. Yeah. So if if the yeah. option was cut them or put them on Warzone, then it's a yay. But if it's just uh, they were like, we don't give a shit about this Bandicoot, uh, make me gun. Nah, I Toys for Bob has done some brilliant kind of remasters and original games over the years, and this kind of sucks. That it's just I, the fact that they're going the same way of. Raven Software, which is just, hey, they're just a Call of Duty support studio. You don't hear anything from them other than they probably made a map or two in a Call of Duty game. Mm. It sucks because there's some really talented people and Call of Duty is, I mean, Call of Duty just some reason keeps fucking growing bigger and bigger. Like not only is it like a massive game like Warzone on PC and consoles, it's like the biggest mobile game as well, which in China, it's like 100 million people on their iPhones playing it, which is Shit. Mad. 
I mean, I... so it's like it's not like they needed the fucking money. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the reason why I'm not I'm not so upset about it is just because I feel like Warzone and Call of Duty are just trying to branch out a little bit. So it kind of gives me hope. I don't know. I don't have anything to back this up with. This is just how I feel about it. But like, mm. I kind of hope that they got Toys for Bob and it's because they're working on something else or a different game mode or something because they are they are a really good studio and they make some awesome games. So for me, as a Call of Duty player, I'm excited to have them as part of it, but I hope it's for like another game mode or for a bigger thing. I hope it's not that they just get absorbed and they're just part of like the big machine and we don't see as much. I hope that they're... If they're doing that, it's because they have something bigger in mind or, or a different route they're going down or another game mode. Like, mm. I know with, like, the zombies outbreak and stuff, like, they're pushing that. And I I think they're just... I think Call of Duty is slowly changing their model. And I think this is part of that. So that's why I think I just feel kind of optimistic about it. Like, I'm happy just to see how this one plays out. Okay. Um, So we'll see. Yeah, that's cool. I, Amy, the optimist, me, the cynic. We'll see how it goes. I mean... I, I like Toys for Bob, so I'm hoping it, Amy's right on this case, but I fear that I am as well, so mm-hmm. we just have to wait and see. Mm. Have to wait and see. All right, next one up is the Ratchet & Clank State of Play. That was a couple of days ago from the date of recording. Mm. Um, it was pretty extensive, actually. I didn't expect to see that much gameplay when they said, like, oh, it's a 50-minute gameplay demo. I expected like a bunch of it just to be like QTs and cinematics yeah. and shit. Yeah. How do we feel about this game? I know I'm the big old Ratchet and Clank fan on here, so I want to kind of get you guys' opinions before I start shouting what I think about it at years. Sally, you've got notes. Yeah. Go for it. Um, so, I've only played one Ratchet and Clank game, uh, and I think it was the one that was a, the tie-in for the movie. I think. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, though. Was it the PlayStation 4 one? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. so that was the kind of soft reboot slash tie-in to the movie that is no longer the canon, but it's nice. the thing that they tried for because the movie failed. I don't know. Sick. Um, yeah. yeah, but watching this, I was like, you know what? It, it probably won't be a, uh, like you, like a almost a pre-order type game. It might be a game where maybe in a few months, if it might be on sale, I'll definitely mm. pick it up. Um, it looks really pretty. Uh, I love the stuff where you can just go into different dimensions in an instant. Um, the only thing I was like, it, I was like, hmm, I wasn't sure about that. I thought that maybe when you swap between Ratchet and Rivet, sort of, sort of the gameplay style of the character would change a little bit more. Um, obviously, it's only been it's only fifteen minutes, and it's towards like the beginning of the game. So maybe that will be something that'll come in down the line, but I, I, that's, I was just like, oh, they had an opportunity to kind of like mix up. When you're playing as River, it's less conventional to actually Clank. Mm. But other than that, interesting. Uh, I'm gonna go to George next. George, did you check this out or did you not check this out? I did check this out. Ooh, what was your thoughts on this? I'm buying this game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo <laughs> just felt like i was watching this i was watching it in bed i was all curled up curled up and i was like oh yeah okay i'll watch the the state of play let's see what's going on yeah let's have a look hmm. and um it was just the idea of like all the all the haptic feedback and stuff in the controller yeah. like pulling down the trigger halfway so you do like single shots and then like a big shot i was like this has already sold me that 
and it looks like a fucking DreamWorks film. Like mm. it's there was that right. part in the state of play where Rivet's like on the back of this like thing and she's like riding through these acid swamps and stuff. And like you go through this huge tunnel and then like you're underneath this dinosaur thing. And I was like, mate, this is fucking film, bro. This is a film. Yeah. Let me play I can play I can play the film. I'm gonna play the film. So uh, yeah. <laughs> so but the only annoying thing is it comes out on the exact same day as a game that I'm very much looking forward to. So I don't know whether or not I do I spend the full price or do I like leave it for yeah. a bit because I know I probably won't touch mm-hmm. it in a while. That's my only thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, what well, it, it is it Guilty Gear the same day? Yeah, as Guilty that, Gear is not? the exact same day. Oh, I mean, well, for you, it's Guilty Gear first, then. Well, yeah, but but like it looks so pretty, man. Like I can't. I know. Ah, oh. and Ratchet and Clank looks good too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, what do you think? Um. I actually missed the state of play, so I haven't seen all this extra oh, stuff, mate. unfortunately. I know, hey, I yeah. will. I know, I will okay. go watch it after this. Um, I've seen little bits of mm. just the game in general. Um, I'm very excited for people who are excited for Ratchet and Clank. Mm. My mm. experience is kind of the same as Sully's. I only really played that one on the PS4 and I didn't really gel with it. But I really want to like this one because it looks so good. But because I didn't gel with the last one, I'm kind of worried I won't get on with this one. So mm. I'm, I'm keeping my eyes on it. I'm going to wait till it comes out and kind of see a bit more gameplay and stuff. But um, it's something I'm planning on picking up at some point. Um, it looks great. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for everyone who wants this game because it looks fucking gorgeous. Mm, like, it looks yeah. amazing. Like George says, it looks like a film. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited. For everybody else and I'm just kind of waiting I want to be involved in that but I'm, I'm waiting I'm not sure yet okay so as the uh, resident Ratchet and Clank fanboy I guess here or as, as close to as I would allow me to, myself to get um, I fucking love this so much mm. I was sitting there with the biggest childish grin on my face just giddy as I saw more and more of this game and not only from the um, the visual side of things because I mean, Ratchet and Clank has always been a gorgeous game, whatever platform it was on. I remember playing on um, the PlayStation 3 and just thinking, holy shit, that fur looks real. And then you go back mm. and look at it in comparison to this and you're like, nah, this shit looks real. Now this looks amazing. Um, and I'm sure in the future I'd be like, oh, Ratchet and Clank, Griffin Time looked terrible in comparison to what's now. Yeah. But at the moment, looking at this, it looks like George was saying, like a DreamWorks movie. Like, I, I feel like, especially, the thing that kind of really got me and it was a really small little detail, but when Ratchet was standing on that elevator and the ca- camera kind of panned up and you saw the lighting just hitting that fur on the ears. Oh, and yeah, just kind for of, sure. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this looks like this looks like an offline render. This looks like something that you'd have done mm. that would have taken way longer than it takes mm-hmm. to buffer out a frame to get this looking this good. And the fact that it's running on a PlayStation 5 this early on in its life yeah. cycle is super impressive. Mm. Um, I agree. The... The other kind of moment that really hit me, again, a visual thing, was when I think it was Ratchet was on the rails going down and you had those big, massive robots overhead. Oh, and it was yeah. and it was just like the rendering and the lighting on those things looked... I, I don't want to say photoreal because the style of it is definitely not photoreal, mm. but the materials looked real. Mm. And it was it's this weird, cool hybrid of stylized characters with realistic texturing to it and lighting that it just everything looks so perfectly tied into one another i absolutely adored it and not to mention the whole 
yeah, hold down the trigger halfway to get a, a variant on shooting and the second, I pull it down further to get another version of that mm, shot yeah. out. And Somnik's always been fantastic with their weird weapons in the Ratchet and Clank games. And I think this extra control lets them do even weirder stuff with it, which I'm very happy about. Yeah. And uh, being a big fan of these games, the fact that they said that the arena is coming back in this game is really big for me. Mm. I don't think any of you know the arena because Sully, the game that you played, they didn't bring the arena back into nice. it. And it was really annoying. It was like, I was so looking forward to spending like four hours playing through all the different arena modes and stuff. And it wasn't there. And I was really disappointed with that. Um, so I'm really happy this is back in this because it was always a cool way of getting upgrades and kind of getting the materials that you need to buy new guns. And I I just like the gameplay of this. So being able to kind of mm. use those crazy weapons and combinations in kind of a wave-based mode. Mm-hmm. Always happy when it's there and I'm happy it is there. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. I, I don't really pre-order games, but it's the sort of thing that I will I will buy this game day one or the day before day one, yeah. which is technically pre-ordering it, just to get whatever skins is there because I know I'm going to buy this game. Yeah, um, very excited, very fucking excited, and uh, yeah, I was a happy boy on that Thursday. Mm. Very happy boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's all of our yay or nay section, other than George <laughs> FGC news. Hit us with the cool uh, shit, right, buddy? Let me let me just. Let me just get my bearings. Let me just let me think about this for a second. Yo, man. Mm. What direction are we going in? Ah, So, for everybody in the UK, I'm not doing the American one. For everybody in the UK. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's half our audience. Well, you've got your own specific time that I can never understand. Like, it always messes me up. But uh, on the 14th of May, the Guilty Gear open beta comes back. This is the second open beta, and I'm jazzed for it, obviously. Uh, It comes out, they've done loads of, um, you know, I think I mentioned like a couple weeks ago on this show that there's like, they went through the beta, like all the surveys, and they've changed like a lot of the balance stuff as well. Um, Yeah. So that's something to look forward to. Apparently they made anti-airs a lot stronger and like um, jump ins aren't as effective as they were before, which kind of annoys me because I was killing a lot of people with jump ins. <laughs> but um, I digress. Uh, yeah, it's it starts on the the fourteenth of May and it ends on the sixteenth, I believe, uh, for people mm-hmm. in the UK, nice. um, which is good. And I will be playing it. Mm. Uh, Angie yep. and Eno are playable as well, which is very fun. Uh, apparently, Angie's a an Okizemi monster. I won't explain what Okazemi is here because it's a very long topic. It's actually not that long. <laughs> um, and Eno looks very technical, so I'm sure I'll get my ass kicked very hard on that weekend. Um, but yeah, I'm super jazzed for it. Are you guys going to play it? Do you reckon? Maybe, maybe a little bit. Uh, I jumped in. When is the- yeah, I jumped into the first maybe. beta and absolutely got my ass kicked. But I thought it looked very pretty, and I'll give this a go again. I'm hoping that there's a little bit. A little bit more help on the the newbie side of things with this. It might mm. it might not be because it's just even better, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'll play a few more rounds and, and kind of see if I'm any better. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Anybody yeah, else? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the same. I'm intrigued. I would like to <clears throat> give it a go. I don't think I'm going to get on with it to be honest, just because fighting games aren't really my thing. But um, I'm intrigued, and I've heard George go on about it so much that I want to kind of. See yeah. it for myself and just sorry. Yeah. 
So um, I'll give it a gander in a good way, mate. You've made it. You've sold me on it, basically. Oh, okay. All right, good. Give it a <laughs> you've gone about on about it, and like it sounds really cool. So I want to check it out for myself. It's yeah. um, oh, man, I'm just so excited yeah. for it. I'm just. But there was that bit of news. But I just remembered mm. there is another bit of fighting game Ooh. news, which is more skewed towards Luca, I think. Ooh, ooh, um, go on, kill them. So I'm just while mm. while we were talking earlier, I was like, oh yeah, I remembered that. So I got the article up. This is the uh, this is the title of the article. It's right. I mean to be fair, it is a rumor at the moment. Oh, okay, but it's okay. Oh, um, uh, a Marvel fighting game developed by NetherRealm. Oh what? yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I know. I mean, I want to believe that <laughs> so fucking hard. Like yeah. I want to believe that so hard. But NetherRealm were owned by Warner Brothers, so I find that very hard to believe. At the same time as wanting it to be real that's I true mean, that's true um let me just uh da, 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 da. yeah <clears throat> i mean I'm, i i love never own fighting games like, it's they are the fighting games that my brain understands how to play mm-hmm. like most of most fighting games I, I know like two-thirds of it and then there's another third that i get my ass kicked with so mm. that's why it doesn't work for me but never Realms ones i get i like the way that they kind of their input works for my mindset. Their kind of layout works for my mindset. Really like it. Injustice, absolutely love those games. Um, Mortal Kombat, I've mentioned before how much I fucking love Mortal Kombat. Mm. So this would be a bloody dream for me okay. if they were making a Marvel let me just game. Let me just read this article. This is from CBR.com, so we'll see how that goes. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> not a big fan of them, but yeah. Cool. It says, a new rumor from industry insider Daniel Richtman, or Reichtman, Claims that NetherRealm, best known for developing the Mortal Kombat video games, is developing a Marvel-themed fighting game for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S. This report would keep in line with Marvel's strategy of tapping other developers to create video games based on its heroes. Uh, Insomniac Games developed Marvel Spider-Man and Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, and Crystal Dynamics developed Marvel's Avengers. Other developers that I've worked with Marvel include the now defunct Telltale Games, oh, sad. Mm. which developed uh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy video game, and Team Ninja, which was mm. behind the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 game. So it's a potential, it could happen, you know, and especially because yeah. they've got um, NetherRealm have experience with, you know, Injustice and that sort of like a DC mm. kind of thing. So mm-hmm. arguably yeah. you could get maybe a DC versus Marvel game. I, George, but I can only get so. so uh, mm, okay, just so. Uh, mm, Marvel it, versus DC. It's only so much pressure that can exist within me at the moment. Marvel versus so DC just, fighting games. Uh, I'm gonna explode. Oh, no, I I love that idea. I love the idea of um them doing a Marvel versus DC thing. The only kind of part of me that's like that won't work is just from a Warner Brothers not allowing them to do that because Warner Brothers own DC, yeah, and then that that's what they would be wanting to push. Also, what I love about Never Realms is that no matter what they do, there tends to be a bit of grittiness to it, a bit yeah. of darkness to it. Even in like Injustice, you were pummeling the ever loving shit out of each other in that game, mm. and I don't see Marvel allowing their IP to be used that way. Like it's it's there's very specific characters that they do, but it's very rare. And the fact that, at least from a, a Disney up on high side of things, all the future kind of Disney content that they're making for Marvel is all going to be kind of not R-rated except for Deadpool. I don't see them kind of mm. allowing this exception of you know what? Yeah, you can pummel the shit out of Spider Man and beat the crap out of um, 
Captain America and, you know, it just, mm. it, it sounds too good to be true. And if it is true, it, it will be my guilt against strife. But wow. I don't Holy see it shit. happening. Did you guys and, hear that? Did you I mean, ever say that? Yeah. We just said that that yeah. was going to be his yeah. guilty against strife. <laughs> that, wow. It would be. Um, to be honest, part of me just hopes that they're making an Injustice 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't go yeah. wrong with that. You I, know? I, yeah, because Injustice 1 and 2 was fantastic. Also, I just want to see what they can do with a next-gen exclusive uh, mm. code base because Mortal Kombat 11 looks incredible on last-gen and they've released an upgrade and it kind of looks a bit better, but to my eye, I couldn't really see much of a difference, yeah. mm. even though they said it looks better. I, I don't know how much better looking their fighting games can get, but they are really bloody cool. And if they've got, especially with the loading speeds of both these new-gen consoles... Mm-hmm. They did some really cool scene transitions in Injustice 2 where you could like essentially punch someone through the side of an arena and it would go into a completely different map and mm. there was yeah. nice transitions. They could really play with that and add, really enhance that experience even more so, which I, I really like the idea of. And I imagine they're kind of toying away with it if they are making an Injustice 3. Yeah. Was it? Or a Marvel, Marvel game. Or, oh, George, it's happening again. Please don't. Hey, mate. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh, Marvel versus... Marvel vs. Marvel vs. Capcom, and then I got sad. Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that would be too cool to be true, mm. but I'm hoping it's also true. Yeah. Mm. That's the that's the FG news. Yo. Cool. All right, we're gonna go on to what we've been playing. Oh, and there's two playing. games on the docket. I have been playing Returnal. And so has Amy a little bit. She's just yes. she's dabbled with it a little bit. A little so bit. uh Amy, do you want to give your kind of early impressions? Because I think I've, I've played a bit more of it than you have over the past couple of days. Yeah. Um, so I was watching a friend play it. Um, and it was one of those games when I saw it first announced, it didn't really appeal to me. Like there was mm. nothing really there that grabbed me. But having watched my friend play it, my goodness, is this game gorgeous. Mm. Like it is so pretty. It's um, so pretty. Uh-huh. It's I don't even know where to begin. The story is is really intriguing to me. Like the way you get like little bits of information is really interesting. And like, because it's a roguelike, so like the maps are kind of not randomly generated, but randomly like placed. So there's a different route every time you go. You like a game that's based around you dying to get kind of story bits and stuff. You think it would get really like frustrating and just like difficult or like, yeah. Mm-hmm upsetting when you do it but because everything feels so fresh you never really feel like you're restarting like yes you restart with like no gear and you need to collect new stuff as you go but it doesn't have that like frustration thing of like dying and restarting all over it it's got that balance like really nice but then at the same time the further you go into the game you feel that tension build of like the the risk here of me dying and losing all of like my guns and starting again like it that it slowly builds and I think it's got a really good balance it's got a really nice atmosphere it's gorgeous i like how much it's very it's kind of old school arcadey in a way mm-hmm. so like the the enemies the way they shoot at you is like very much old arcade top down like bullets going off and you happen to jump and dodge out of the way mm. yeah like kind yeah. of spreading out um mm. and it's quite refreshing to see that kind of like fighting in a triple a game like this and and for it to be a rogue like as well um yeah i'm i'm invested now like i wasn't this was this game wasn't on like my radar at all to pick up but after playing it with my friend i'm like i i am definitely going to pick this up it looks really fun the story looks great 
Um, it's so smooth, like the controls and the haptic feedback on it is a really nice touch. And you can tell that like they've got some PS5 power now because the amount of like particles in this game is like any effect in the game. They've just gone, make it particles, make it these beautiful little <laughs> glittery things. Like just every single effect is particles and it looks amazing. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, really enjoying it so far. But um, yeah, Luke, so, you've played a lot. You've played a lot more than me, I think. Yeah, so I, I think I've put in about seven hours ish. Um, I was playing it before we started recording today, and had a, a nice long run in it. Um, similar sort of approach to it as Amy, where when it first got announced, I liked the look of it, and I saw House Mark. I was kind of like, I like House Mark. They make some cool fucking shit. And then it was like, it's a roguelike, and I was like, ah, I'm not the biggest fan of roguelikes, so mm. maybe this is one I pick up and sale, and then. We didn't really hear anything about it until like two weeks ago when early impressions came out and then reviews came out and that kind of stuff. And the more I saw of it, the more it kind of sold and everyone kind of speaking on the early impressions saying like, no, this game is is way more than just a roguelike. It is absolutely brilliant. You should give it a go because they are, they are trying some very new things and this is a big old risk. And especially after that kind of article that came out that Joseph Schrader did where Sony's kind of, with the whole, Sony's no longer taking risks. They're, they're putting out games that are too big to fail. It's kind of like, and then two weeks later, they're like, here's our weird 70 pound <laughs> roguelike. Um, some of you will hate this. And you're like, oh no, this is, this is ballsy. Mm. Ballsy as shit. So, picked it up and I fucking love this game. <laughs> I, I cannot stop thinking about this game. I woke up thinking about this game today. <laughs> That's how much I'm in love with it. Like, okay, so I'm going to start with the aesthetic and why I love, because I love sci-fi. I'm a big old sci-fi boy. Anything sci-fi, I tend to kind of at least give way more of a chance than it would if it wasn't sci-fi. Yeah. And this is this is dripping in so much sci-fi, but so much good sci-fi inspiration that I can't help but love it. So uh, my the, um, the thing that I noted down in my notes when I was um, playing it was this is like... Alien, and then also that Netflix show Dark, that German one, uh. but then also a bit of Dune, and then Alien's weird cousin Prometheus came in and sprinkled itself on top of it, and then they all get into a room and had a weird old kinky time together, and then this came out of it because that is what it looks like, and I love every aspect of the aesthetic in this game. There's tentacles out of every bloody monster nice. in the first kind of... Bio. Nice. And it's creepy and it's weird. But like Amy was saying, the particles of them blowing up and their bits and pieces going over look so good. Looks mm. great. And and like the the you're right, the the top-down kind of bullet hell aesthetic is what I get from this. But then it's in a third-person style. And I didn't I wasn't really sure if that would work very well. I mean, I've played a bunch of housemark games in the past, and they do some incredible kind of isometric bullet hell games. It's uh quick little list of their stuff um on the ps3 it was dead trigger and super stardust hd on the ps4 it was Resogun and matterfall oh they did Resogun. Resogun, okay. yeah oh Resogun was so fun, it's these man. guys mate and that's that's the sort of thing and that gameplay that super quick super fast super high control gameplay that's there but that's there in a three like third person massive big budget game and it's so perfectly done. I, I cannot get over how good this feels to play. And 
going into how it plays, George, the thing that you said really interests you when you heard it with Ratchet and Clank was kind of pulling down the trigger halfway and then mm. shooting one way and then whole way and then shooting a different way. That is Returnal. Yeah. Every single gun, like you pull down the trigger a bit and it feel, you feel it stop like very lightly, very quickly. And that is just the normal kind of firing mode where you can kind of zoom in, you, you get a look at red glow on one of the enemies, that is their kind of precision. You put it down past that, it goes into the alternate fire mode, which gets you this kind of super oh, shit. shot. And there's lots of different ones in the game. But every weapon you get can have a different super shot. So it's kind of like there's a pool of weapons and a pool of super shots. And then they just whack them into an RNG thing and then it spits out. So you can get a shotgun with a laser kind of alternate shot. Or you can get a handgun that shoots out these homing rockets. It's Dope. really, cool. really cool. And what's really nice is the more you use a specific type of weapon... They're like a little kind of unlocks in them and little mods for the weapons. And if you use it enough, it unlocks whatever this mod will be. So um, there's one on what looks like a relatively normal machine gun, but it's called um, like increased pitch. So the longer you hold the trigger down for, the faster the gun shoots. Oh, that's cool. Which is, mm. which is a really cool little thing. Once you've unlocked that, on once you die and come back, that unlock still exists. So if you get that perk on a weapon, you no longer have to unlock it. It's just there. Oh, nice. So it, it incentivizes you to stick with a weapon and build out these unlocks. Mm. And so today I finally got to the third biome and these unlocks actually have like a tier two version, so a more powerful version, which was actually quite nice to uncover. Um, but like every biome has very much its own kind of aesthetic to it, which is kind of what intrigues me about exploring further and further into the game. Like the first biome, very alien, like very alien. It's super Giga-esque. But then you get into the second biome and it just, to me, reeks of Dune meets alien. Like you still have those kind of models in the background, but it's this massive red desert with these monsters in the thing, in the backgrounds and then monsters bursting out of the sand. You're like, this is Dune all over. This is just fucking cool. And you get to the third one and it's these massive structures. It's a bit more like a cityscape that's all derelict. It's like, it's just super... The artistry that's gone into everything in this is just, I cannot get over it. I really can't. And I know it feels like I'm rambling on and I am rambling on. I'm sorry. This is probably like, Jesus Christ, get your thoughts down and I'm trying to. But I I cannot... Every time I die in this game, I'm like... I'm excited to play through it again. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's not. I, I don't get to the end of the game like, oh, for fuck's sake, I died now I have to do all this again. Like, no, no, I get to go and see all this yeah. really cool stuff again. It feels, it's weird that when you die, it, it just doesn't feel punishing. It almost, like you say, mm. it feels satisfying because you know there's more stuff for you to explore and find. And there's a lot, like, I don't know about later into the game, but from what I've seen, there's a lot of things that it doesn't really outright teach you as well. The game doesn't hold your hand. And that's why it's a really mm. good roguelike because... You are constantly learning. There's like stuff that you won't even think about doing the first time you go for a level. But then after you've died several times, then you realize there's other like little bits or little shortcuts or things you can break that you maybe didn't see before. And then you also Mm. learn like the enemies, the way they attack. Like you just feel yourself getting better every time you run through another level and you know what you're doing. You feel as you're getting better and you feel like you're growing with your character and like you kind of pick up like audio recordings through like random bits of levels. And then like it's the main character who's recorded herself, like she's already um, done this before, and then it she'll yeah. like have like the little voice notes. And that's how you get elements of the story, which is a really, really nice way to like introduce it. Yeah, that was like that was the thing that's really intriguing to me is 
Uh, you're playing this character, and as you play through the game, you realize that you're not playing her first or second or mm. third run. She's been here for a while, mm. and she's gone further for a while. And as you're picking up these recordings, you're like, you're seeing just how far she got, and how past versions of her have reacted to this, and how she's kind of come accustomed and acclimatized to this. It's really, really interesting. And in the in the third biome that was out, I was picking up a, a recording, and the character. In it, I don't want to spoil anything, um, but so this is kind of super light. But she was saying like, "Ah, I'm scared to go back home and go back to normality. I'm so used to this life now. Maybe I'll just stay here." And your character that you're playing as goes, "There's something wrong with this woman." Like she almost kind of speaking about her as like yeah. it's not her; it's a different mm. person, a different version. It's really like the more that I unravel, the more questions start. But yeah. I, 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 I want to keep pulling that thread and just see what else comes through it keeps giving it's you so enough cool. to keep you interested as mm-hmm. well I sometimes yeah. find games like this with mysteries they'll just keep giving you too many mysteries and you don't really feel like you're getting answers mm. but so far mm. for me it, they've been giving me enough or I just feel like I'm getting a little bit more information or just about the main character who I'm playing and that's enough like mm. I'm already in, invested into the story which is not something I thought that I was going to get from this game and that's why it never really appealed to me I didn't think the story was going to be such a, a main element in it but um Same. yeah the, the story is is great and the gameplay is just so smooth and very satisfying and fun to play like i could see myself getting lost in this and really losing a lot of hours into this game yeah yeah i very much am and like the, i guess the only complaint that i've seen levied against it which isn't a it, it isn't a complaint that is kind of a light one is that as you get further into the game runs can get quite long like, mm. like the last run that I did probably lasted close to an hour because I got to the end of the third biome and got to that boss. I was just kind of like, okay. And then you die, you go very much back to the beginning and you kind of, you got to run through and get there again. And at the moment there isn't like a save functionality or a checkpoint functionality oh. because it's a roguelike. So if you get halfway through a run and you've got a bugger off and go and do something, you can, like, the, what literally when you boot up the game for the first time, it says that um, you put your, PlayStation into suspend mode and it will kind of keep where you are. But if you turn it off, you'll lose progress. And it's like, it's not put it into suspend mode. It's you can't then go and play, say, another game while halfway through a run because you will lose that kind of save state and it will kick you back to the beginning because of the way the PlayStation works. Um, And what I've heard some podcasters say, they're like, oh, they were doing like an amazing run. They got really firing, but they had to go and do something. So they put their console into suspend mode and came back to it half hour later. And the PlayStation had a system update. So it was gone. Damn. Mm. And it's like, yeah. And to be fair to Housemark, that is something that they've already, through Reddit, there's been like lots of people kind of talk about this and they've kind of put out things saying like, they are taking this on board. They've got nothing to say at the moment, but they are looking into it. So I imagine I imagine what they'll do is eventually there will be some sort of kind of checkpointing system that will, like, self-destructive. You know, like in um, games that have, like, a permadeath system, yeah. you have a save state, but the moment you actually die, that save deletes itself. I yeah. imagine that's the sort of thing that they'll implement in, which makes sense to me. Um at the moment, it's not putting me off kind of playing more and more. I, I want to get further and further and don't really mind. Uh, I think that is the kind of gamer that I am. I, I rarely sit down and game for like 20 minutes, half hour. If I'm sitting down to game, I'm sitting down to game for a couple hours at the end of the day. So I kind of having my evening be one really solid run and getting to the end of that and be like, all right, that was that. I'll come and do another run tomorrow. I don't currently have too much of a problem with, but maybe the further I get into it, I may. So 
we'll just kind of see what happens on on that front and kind of if there is any update we'll update you through the podcast or i'm sure someone else will kind of scream about it because <laughs> it's very much being talked about at the moment and mm. uh rightly so it's a fucking brilliant game yeah. um unless we unless you guys have any questions about that game we can we can move on to our last little no one. it sounds it sounds really cool yeah. like i'd completely forgotten about the game i'm not gonna lie like I was like, mm. what? And then yeah. I looked at the picture, and then I googled. I was like, "Eternal, what's that?" And I looked. I was like, "Wait, am I? Did I look at the right game?" Mm. <laughs> because it's good. Because nothing from that says to me, "Oh, this is a, this is a roguelike." To me, it was like, "Oh, this is like a uh, an open, almost like a either an Uncharted type game or a um, a Lydia game or a uh, open world game." But it's really mm. cool that it's a roguelike. I mean. I think I don't know if it's for me because like I'm not roguelikes isn't a me game, but mm. it sounds cool mm, for mm. sure. It is cool, and I I think it's a it's a game that won't be for everyone. Yeah. Like I I I in the past I've not really been a big fan of rogue games because my runs have always been like three and five minutes long, and I don't really yeah. like that. So I like that in this actually a run is quite more substantial, um, which is kind of it's that's what appeals okay. to me. But I know that. Some people just in general don't like rogue games or they don't like bullet hell games because it's very much a bullet hell yeah. game. Like, like bullets don't really move too fast in this game other than like big charge attack that you see come in. So it's all about kind of weaving through mm-hmm. and the movement is so fluid in this game that that is a big part of it. And that dodge mechanic is such a huge kind of part of it yeah. as well that if that isn't for you, this game isn't for mm-hmm. you. But if mm-hmm. that is for you, you will love this game. I think it's very much going to be a Marmite kind yeah. of game. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, I'm very much in the love category. Nice. Ew. Ew, he, <laughs> he loves, loves it. all that yeast. I love it. Oh my God. Yeast extract grossness. Yeast extract. Oh, Christ. Uh, Marmite. Yes. That's what Marmite is. Okay. Sorry. Marmite. Oh, yeah. Marmite. I don't know where you're yeah, going. Just say yeast. Luca's mind went somewhere else We're completely. We're talking about very <laughs> different. about a Marmite. <laughs> Anyway, let's, let's go for some What? Yeah, mate, right. mate, bought that shit. It's not good. It's, <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds gross. <laughs> okay. Our last topic. Sully, Yo. you've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. Yo. Tell Boy. me about your, your experience because I've already kind of yelled about it, I think, end of last year. So, Boy. Sully. I regret up, not buying that game earlier. Yeah. I regret saying, oh, it's going to be a sale game for me. Oh, <laughs> It was a sale game for me, and I'm like, mate, I don't deserve to play this game for the price I paid it. Paid for it. <laughs> like wow. it is. Go on. I think I described it to when I first started. I described it to you guys. I was like, I love this game because it got atmosphere perfect. Yeah, it's mm. it's set in um, feudal Japan, which is like a cool concept already. Mm. Which that's that's cool and all, but. They just got the feeling of the... I can't describe it. The only other open world game I felt this way is Breath of the Wild. Because Breath of the Wild, you felt like you were in Hyrule. You felt like Mm. everything made sense why the world was like this. They did that and they've done that in Ghost of Tsushima as well. So it just feels good to be in the game. Is kind of how I can describe it. Um, I remember yeah. I remember very much feeling the same. I think part of it is it, the way that they've designed that yeah. world, it always looks so 
so correct, no yes. matter where you are, no matter what the time of day is. Like you're like sitting on your horse in the middle of a field, and there's a little bit of smoke just mm-hmm. over the, the the grass that's there, and the sun is beaming through the trees, and you feel like you're there. You don't feel like you're a character within that world. You feel like you're controlling part exactly. of that world. Like you so, you cool. have fast travel straight away, and most of the time I'm like, no, I just get on my horse. Yeah, uh, you know, go ride. Maybe I'll run into some Mongols along the way. Um, yeah, it's one of the few games where I'm now actively seeking and trying to like do everything in it. Um, the last game that did that for me was Spider-Man, where I tried to unlock all of the skins and do mm. all the side missions. I'm doing that in Ghost of Tsushima. So uh, it, no spoilers, but dotted around the map, there are things you can go and discover, um, which will basically enhance, will either be cosmetic stuff or do help enhance the gameplay. So there's, uh, you can find hot springs, which help boost your um, your maximum health bar, mm. um, as well as like, that's uh, not a spoiler. No, no, no. Uh, did you I never not, used any of them. Did you not use any of them? I think I used them. What, oh, Dude. God, I did a U with Final Fantasy. Dude, on yeah. I went through the whole game with the same size health bar. No, yeah, no. They they boost your maximum health bar. Uh, like, substantially, if you find... There's only, like, 18, but if you found all 18, it's substantial. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> And, like, there's, like, shrines you can find which um, basically give you... So, Joe, Amy, have you started Final Fantasy VII? Uh, only, like, the first hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. So, in Final Fantasy, you get, like, these, what are they called? The slots, Materia. which boost certain, yeah, yeah, the Tyrion slots. They're kind of like that, not as in-depth as Final Fantasy. Um, but, like, you go to shrines and you can unlock those, um, or you can, or you get them by doing missions. And it kind of helps customize your gameplay. And even with that, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to balance out my offensive, my defensive, and I'm even going to throw in a couple of stealth charms. It's And it's like one of the few games I'm actually enjoying doing stealth. Like This is what I wanted to ask you, because like, you're not a stealthy boy. I, I hate stealth normally, but in this, I at least try. Eventually, I get caught, and I get caught out because I get a little bit too, oh, wait, I can, I can assassinate that guy. It'll be fine. No one will see, and I'll do it, and I'll—I've missed a guy who's standing there around the corner, or someone will walk around as the animation is finishing. I'm like, well, I guess now I need to cut down these like twenty dudes. <laughs> Woe is me. Um, it and even the combat—it's um, like again, I don't usually like open world games because it feels like you can go down too much of a rabbit hole with combat, mm. and like. A egregious example for me is Skyrim. Like, mm. there's 101 things you can do. And I'm like, I don't know. This, it's it's all... Um, obviously, you're a samurai in the game. So it's all your sword. And then you get a bow as well later on. And you get a couple other things. But the, it's mostly you're fighting with your sword. Um, and, like, you can really... And, f- like, you can really hone in how you face different enemies with your sword. So um, the way you combat other swordsmen is will be different to how you fight like uh, brutes, so bigger enemies. Mm. Um, 
and you do that by like you unlock stance stances, which um, like just changes how the character the character of Jin um, plays in the game. Hmm. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. I, I remember thinking that was like a really cool thing. Like you see someone with a shield coming towards you, and you get into yeah. the different yeah. stance, and like you pick up behind their shield and throw it off and like attack them, and then you got like Mister Sword Boy comes and running. You're like, oh, get into the other stance so I can yeah. block that. And it's just super fluid as you kind of yeah. get used to that mechanic. It's it's really cool. It it's I mean again, I it's fucking incredible that I paid so little for this game. Yeah, um, I mean I did the same. I think I think I got it for like thirty quid. I think I paid the same. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like I it, like Luca um, with Returnal. I like think about this game. Like sometimes I'll just be like I'm doing something like. I'm just gonna go play Ghost of Tsushima now. Just, yeah. <laughs> like, um, I'm I'm basically doing all of the uh, side missions. Um, at the very least, I've done almost all of the the story side missions. So the side missions related yeah. to characters, and then like other side missions will pop up throughout the world. And mm. I won't. Mm, there'll be a spoiler for some cool stuff in the game, so I won't mention that. But like, there's missions you can do to get special gear, which is cool as well. Sometimes I've just yes, uh, my uh, yeah, my only qualm, and it's nothing major. It's um, some of the side missions like branch off, and I've sometimes accidentally done a side mission earlier than I should have. So really, so like. Um, I'm trying to avoid spoilers. So you know, uh, you you recruit um, the the samurai lady, Makado. Mm-hmm. Um, Ma- Ma- um, uh, yeah. I'm not good with names. Of yeah, lists, yeah, I can't yeah. remember. Samurai um, lady. So basically, there's nine missions you can do with her. I act, so I done the first three, and then I accidentally found whilst I was exploring, I accidentally found her, like just in a different area of the map and that was the fifth one so like mm. they were they were talking about stuff and i'm like i have no clue what's happening here because i missed a whole mission with you and then right. i backtrack and i find out i'm like oh hello now we do this mission that oh that last mission made sense oh wow. i did not know you could do that yeah, yeah I, I very much just followed the like when it came up, there's yeah. missions i went to the mission markers and did it, those it was literally i just ran into her i was like oh there's a there's a there's a thing I can do. So I went towards it and it's like, help me. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it is a, have, I guess, little, just without kind of dragging this on too much longer, the uh, photo mode, have you jumped into that yet? Because I spent way too I've long I've not in that. jumped into the photo mode yet. I oh, think that's going to be the next thing I'm going to do. Because once I've unlocked all of the things, like all the haikus you can do. Yeah. Once I've got all, I've got about, I think I've got most of them. Once I've got all of them, then I can do- jump around the map and take photos of everything. Mm. Mate. Honestly, I, 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 have a, I have a whole folder just full of, the, I don't know what to do with them, but I've got <laughs> tons. And it was like, I would be like playing through and killing people. I was like, oh, that, that lighting is yeah. really cool. Let's just, let's just pop into photo mode for a bit. And like mid combat, I'm just getting into, I was like, well, let's frame, uh, that sword glimmer looks really nice there. So let's just frame this. It's like someone's head's flying off in the background, but it looks really pretty. So it's fine. And what's quite nice is like within the photo mode, you can, 
You can change the weather. You can change yeah. the particles that are coming around the time of day. You can change all that kind of stuff. And the moment you jump out of it, it just kind of resets back to what it was doing when you were playing the game. But yeah, you have full control and it's it's an impressive amount of control. I I highly recommend diving into it. It's weird to recommend a photo mode, yeah. but I really do recommend uh, a photo mode in this. One thing I wanted to mention, which I almost forgot, this, again, the side missions and stuff. I Like Spider-Man, I love the side missions, but they had no real consequence or no story consequence, really. Hmm. Or they didn't even flesh out the world very much. It's like, yeah, it's a New York dude, catches pigeons. Um, <laughs> yeah. This, some of the side mission stuff, even if they're throwaway lines, it's like, oh, this is like building in the world and the character. So there's just one mission where you just have to go find a guy and people are accusing him of stuff. And he's like, that's not true. And you're like, why? And it's like, he very vaguely alludes to he was in like um, a gay relationship with a guy. And it's it's just it's just there. It's not like a big part of it. It's just he mentions it and your character is like, mm. I understand. And then you move on. It's like, these aren't things I would expect to come up in a game set in feudal Japan. Mm. But also to come up in a side mission, yeah, in a exactly. Line, mm. yeah, it's like, it's like it's, everything yeah. feels deliberate. Yeah, and and like there's other instances of this, like so it gets really dark at points. Um, like some of the characters' pasts, especially if you're you, but you'll only find that through doing the side missions. Because mm. I was like, like there was, I won't say what it is, but I was like, I put down my controller. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to take a break now. That was like, shit. Wow, you're gonna have to tell me what this is off off air because I want to I, I want to know. Uh, do you not? Uh, did you do all the? Uh, so the, I got really into the characters that you meet in the very first era of the game, mm-hmm. and then when you get to that, the second chunk of it, there's a couple of extra characters. Yeah, and I couldn't care any less about those characters because yeah. I already had my buddies that I did care about, yeah. and I just wanted to I know their story. Yeah. So. That, that was my only thing with that was like you meet other characters later on and I didn't really care about those characters yeah. because I was already forming these relationships with yeah. these other ones and they're the those were the stories that I did want they to see. They were really fleshed out. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, but yeah. Uh, I find out that once we've uh, done recording today because yeah. I really want to know what made you put that controller down. Yeah. But I, I highly recommend this game like if you don't have it. And mm. also there's this Legends mode which I've not touched which Lucas said is like a co-op like yeah so they essentially built an add-on live service game but it's not a live service game because they just built it and put it out and they haven't added to it but it's a co-op mode set in a i guess demonic version of sashima where you're fighting enemies and there's kind of like floating monoliths in the sky and apparently there's a raid in it and there's three different roles you can play you can play the assassin the warrior and there's another one i can't remember and you have like grapple hooks that you can like fling around with. It's a whole like flesh out thing. And everyone that's played it was like, holy shit, why is this just a free game, mm-hmm. free mode within a game that's just locked away behind this game? It's it's fantastic. Um, and it's something that I did want to jump into at some point, but I mean, I didn't know any yeah. other people to play with and I don't really want to kind of look for other people to play with. I'm not that kind of yeah. person. Um, but if, if you kind of get to the end of the game and want to yeah. give it a go, we'll definitely jump in and, and check that definitely. out. Definitely. And yeah, so mm. if you guys want to... Um get it as well <laughs> oh, I, don't know, I don't know why it's completely blanked like words weren't coming to me but if you guys get it as well then like we'll have like a squad so i do okay. actually have it currently because a friend has lent mm. it to me mm. um and i played the first 
couple of hours and I loved it. It was just the only reason I haven't been back to it is I have two other open world games yeah. on the go and I'm trying to finish them first before I tackle this because I know I'm going to lose a lot of time here. Yeah, but I like, am very excited to to jump into it. I think I'm 30 hours in. Just Damn. just because I've been going around doing everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I want to say, I think because I've done everything, I, I'm about two thirds of the way through the game. Yeah, because there's three Sec- sections yeah. of the map. Yeah. Are you on the second one? I'm on the second okay. one, but because I've done different parts of the second one, I'm basically mm. at the end of the second one. Okay. So Yeah. So I mean, I think for me, my entire playthrough was about 30-odd yeah. hours from like some start to finish. And I didn't mainline it, but I didn't do everything. Yeah. Like I, I did like what I felt was like a healthy yeah. amount for me to enjoy it. And mm. so, just like, yeah, yeah it could be, let me find all the foxes. Yeah. Are you a fox? <laughs> Let me pet you. Yeah, literally. I literally now find the foxes so I can pet them at the end. Yeah, they're cute foxes. Um, but yeah, highly recommend this yeah. game. And it's nice to hear that Sully's enjoying it as well. Mm. So uh, nice. If, if anyone's out there that kind of was hesitant about giving it a go, I feel like if that didn't sell you on it, nothing will. Yeah. yeah. Sully basically saying he wished he paid for yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> How weird. <laughs> it doesn't seem fair. <laughs> but... Hey, it's a it's a good game, and if they make a second one, I guess we'll, yeah. we'll probably buy it way earlier than, than we, yeah. I, we did I'll, this I'll time actually round. buy it when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I think that's everything on our on our little list of yeah. things that we were going to cover today. Unless there's anything else anyone else wants to bring up, we'll we'll end this episode right now. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thanks for listening. If you're still listening. Thank you very much. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bonus Stage Pod. Uh, I don't think we do much on it, but I I I vowed to start tweeting. I did. I did a tweet, and then I, I didn't do any more. But I'll do more. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. But you can also write into us at bonusstagefeedback at gmail dot com uh, if you have any kind of questions about what we've discussed today, or would like to hear any more about anything. Send a little email in, and uh, we'll we'll answer it. Um, Sully. Where can they find you, they mate? They can find me at Sully underscore Iqbal on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Instagram. Amy, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HalloumiCat. And George, where can they find you, you buddy? You can find me on Twitter at PaperThinGeorge. Ooh. Ooh. I liked how you said that. You can that. find all those. Oh, I liked how you said that. It's like. I know. Ooh. Don't Ooh. question my methods. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can find all those details in the description of the episode if you didn't hear them or you just want to copy and paste go for it um, until next time thanks for listening and uh, yeah, enjoy some games mm. bye bye see you on the 14th bye, bye.